Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm going to share today about mercy, and I'm going to begin with a new song for you that you have never heard. This is its debut on radio. The composers are Phil Foster and Ed Poulain, both of Canada. They have given permission for us to minister the song. Phil Foster shared with us the story of how the song came into being. After Phil retired from being a grocery store manager, he became a part-time taxi driver. And he met a man who would phone for a taxi once a week to take him to the liquor store. Well, after a few weeks, he and Phil struck up a friendship, and he invited Phil to his home. When Phil walked into the man's house, he saw dirt and cobwebs and beer bottles and drugs and you name it. Phil said that this was one of the nicest men he knew, but that he was lost the same as Phil had been. And while he was standing there looking around, he thought, this is what the cross is for. And that idea wouldn't leave him. So he got together with his buddy, Ed Poulain, and they wrote this song. 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18 state, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. In that verse right there, we see that the cross and the gospel are one and the same. Verse 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The first stanza of this song, that's what the cross is for, goes like this. Is your mind confused and cluttered? Life has your back against the wall. Mercy's been there in the shadows. Your heart won't let him in at all. There's a cross of pain where Jesus bore all the burden of your sin. A place where dying deep inside, new life wells up again. Now, let me introduce the song, That's What the Cross is For, ministered here by Terry Brown. Let this song minister the gospel, the power of God to you. Is your mind confused and cluttered? Life has your back against the wall. Mercy's been there in the shadows. Your heart won't let him in at all There's a cross of pain where Jesus bore the burden of your sin A place where dying deep inside New life wells up again He wants to ease your pain Eternal life you'll the cross is for Oh my friend I've been where you are Lost in that cold and lonely 
etched upon your face. Listen to the answer. Is the cross your friend Jesus there? It's true. I too was lost. I've been set free. He'll do the same for you. He wants to ease your pain. Eternal life you'll gain. He's standing by your door. That's what the cross is for. prayer. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was a little girl, I used to sit on top of a doghouse at the back of our yard and talk to God. And I found that the God that I talked to on top of the doghouse seemed to be different than the, the God that I met in church. And I wondered about that. When I was a little girl, I looked for somebody that knew God. I tried to find somebody that might know him so that they could tell me about him. And I never found that person until years later. I found years later that the word of God is truth. And that if I ask the Father, he will answer any question I have about him, that the answers are in that word. Do you know that in that word, God himself tells us what he's like? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, actually describes his own personality. Did you know that that was in the Bible? That we can know what the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is like. Right along with those words, God, we know, does not lie. And God does not change. So these words are true. I'm going to go to Exodus 34, and we're going to look at the personality of God. I'm going to begin in verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first, and I will write upon these tables the words that were on the first tables which thou breakest. And be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai, and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. And no man shall come up with thee, neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount, neither let the flocks nor herds feed from before the mount. And he hewed two tables of stone like unto the first, and Moses rose up early in the morning, and went up into Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand the two tables of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, 
descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed. And here God describes himself, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundance in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that by will no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children under the third and to the fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. Let's look at these words. What is the first word that God uses to describe himself? Merciful. Did you know that the first word that God uses to describe himself is merciful? That is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is Jehovah, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant. That means a whole lot of goodness and truth. That is the personality of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our Father, the Father of the Lord Jesus. Merciful. Merciful. Are keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. That is the personality of God. That is what I was looking for when I was a little girl. Do you know they would tell me that God was just waiting to for you to mess up and he was going to bop you on the head. That is not how God describes himself. That was a lie. God describes himself right here. Merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundance in goodness and truth. Now, what is an example of that mercy? How do we know that he's merciful? I'm going to go to Habakkuk 1.13. This is describing the Father. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. This is God. His eyes are so pure, he cannot behold evil, and he cannot look on iniquity. So what does a God that cannot behold evil and look on iniquity do when he has a whole lot of people that are full of evil and iniquity? What does a God of mercy do? Let's go to Isaiah 59, 16. And he, the Father, saw that there was no man and wondered that there were no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness, it sustained him. See how that begins? And God saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him. Now, what is the Father's arm? Glad you asked. Let's go to Isaiah 53, verse 1. And who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who is the arm of the Lord? Well, I'm going to go down to verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. This is the arm of the Lord. He was bruised for our iniquities. This is the arm of the Lord. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we 
are healed. This is the arm of the Lord. Let's go to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord, the Father, to bruise him. He has put him to grief. This is the arm of the Lord. Let's look at verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. What is the example of God's mercy? He sent his son. Jesus said, a body hast thou prepared me. He sent his son to die for us. He sent his son to be buried and go to hell for us. He sent his son to be raised from the dead for us. Is that not mercy? Is there no greater example of mercy than the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? So what do we do for mercy? I'd like us to turn to Psalm 33, 18. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Did you know that you can hope in God's mercy? That you can put your faith in the mercy of God? Did you know that? Why can we put our faith in the mercy of God? Because Jesus died and he was buried and he was raised again for us. That is the ultimate example of mercy. Do you need mercy? Are you in a position where there is nothing left but the mercy of God? Micah 7.18 states, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, that passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever. Why? Because he delighteth in mercy. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's personality is merciful. And he delighteth to show mercy. And James 2.13 states, For he shall have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. But look at this last part. And mercy rejoices against judgment. You know, I saw God's mercy in a dear friend of mine several years ago. He and his lawyer were standing in a courtroom in front of a judge. My friend was in deep trouble not because they wanted to harm somebody else, but because they were trying to harm themselves. And they had a, a court-appointed lawyer. That lawyer told my friend, you are going to jail. He said, I don't know yet for how long, but I hope that the judge will be lenient. But you are going to jail. And this happened far away from me, but I knew and my family knew, and we went to God in prayer. Do you know how I prayed? I prayed for mercy. I said, Father, you delight to show mercy. Show it here. I said, Father, mercy rejoices against judgment. Do you hear those words? Mercy rejoices against judgment. And we kept praying. The judge gave his sentence. No jail time, but probation. My friend's lawyer kept a straight face and turned to my friend and whispered, I want you to quietly walk out of here, and I want you to quietly and quickly go to your car and get as far away from here as you can before this judge realizes what he has just done. Do you know what had happened? 
God worked a miracle. God worked a miracle and caused that judge not to give jail time. And my friend came home. Do you need a miracle? Are you in a place where the only way out is mercy? Well, thank God, our God is merciful. Our God is merciful. Ask and he will give you that mercy. And keep on asking. Ask for mercy. And keep on asking mercy until you get it. I was one of those from the generation that grew up with the space program. I always loved to watch the rockets take off from NASA. About 10 years ago, I was in my kitchen listening to a program on TV talking about the Voyager 1 satellite, that it was the first man-made object that was leaving our solar system. Someone remarked that it would be 40,000 years before that satellite reached another object in the heavens. And as I was sitting there considering that, the Spirit of the Lord spoke a verse to my heart, Psalm 36, 5. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches under the clouds. Do you see that the mercy of God is 40,000 years big? Do you see how much mercy that is? I thank God that we can have faith in God's mercy. I thank God that we can trust in God's mercy, that we can hope in it. And I'd like to pray for you. Father, I pray for anyone that needs it, that your mercy be on your people, that you provide, that you answer the prayer of that person that is asking for mercy. I ask for the power of God in their life to minister to them mercy. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to finish the program with two great songs. It is your love, done here by the My Girls. And he touched me by the Water of Life Boys. You'll remember that one. While these songs are playing, this is your time to pray to the Father and ask for mercy and anything you need.
you for joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 86-1327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.